1: everybody welcome back to another episode of dropping the gloves with john scott tim warsberger tim's calling in from where where in the world is tim warsberger today
0: i'm in the little town of whitman massachusetts about half an hour south of boston Uh long weekend john i was driving from traverse city northern michigan to new england here so it was tough saturday was tough because it was a longer day i was trying to get to buffalo to stay with a co-worker it's about like eight and a half hours took me about 10 with gas stops. And the weather was really crappy. Um, And like, it was just overcast sleeting, like rain, snow all day. They never saw the sun. And I left, I've never moved out of a place before by myself, like college, obviously. And then like my last apartment in Boston, my roommate stayed there. So like, I didn't have to clean it out. I had to take my stuff and go. So like the last like couple of things you have to do just took longer than I anticipated and I should have packed Friday night but I didn't but so packed Saturday morning I didn't leave my house till like nine and I wanted to be out of there at like 7 30 so it was a long day and I also went out with my my friends in town on Friday night and we went out a little bit later than we probably should have and I should have and had a few more drinks than I should have and Friday morning or Saturday morning was tough. I drove about an hour, got to Cadillac, and I was like, I'm going to be sick, and and I did. I, I went to a gas station just off the highway and just puked, puked uh, my guts out, and then and then I felt great, and then I was good, but it was a long, long weekend, I'll tell you that.
1: You're starting to grow up slowly but surely in front of our eyes. <laughs> <It's> funny <laughs> to see the little things that – So it was such a long drive, I'm expecting it to be like – 13 to 20 hours
0: it was eight hours <laughs> it was That's... 10 hours it was 10 hours,
1: but, uh, yeah, uh, was 10 hours. good oh, i'm glad you made it very good <laughs> one one barf along the way Dude,
0: you don't understand i went to i'm from new england everything's on top of each other i went to school an hour and a half away it was like the other side of the moon you know what i mean this midwest thing where you drive everywhere it's still new to me it's just, it's, it's now, but now it's funny. I get to Massachusetts. I I cross from uh, Albany and then like 20 more minutes from Massachusetts border. And it's like Boston's 120 miles. So about two hours. I, my whole life, I would have thought Massachusetts was like, you know, a thousand miles long. And, uh, and now it's like, Oh, it's just two hours. It's just so funny that perspective, you know?
1: It is funny. Cause when I went to school up in Michigan tech, I would drive home to St. Catharines, Ontario, on the weekends, just to party for one night. Like I would leave school on Friday, rip home, get home, like late Friday night, wake up Saturday, party all day, Saturday, Saturday night and leave Sunday. And it was like a 12 hour drive. And I would do that once a month just to go home to see my friends. It's just funny to the different perspectives. Cause now it's like, gosh, eight hours. I could do that in my sleep by myself. Yeah. That's like a, that would be like a treat. That'd be like a gift. So they're like, John, you can go drive by yourself for 10 hours. I'm like, where can I sign? <laughs> You're going to pull over and puke once. I'll puke 10 times. Just let me do it, please. It's something like uh, a gift. It's funny. Well, we're <sighs> sad to see you go, but happy to see you made it up safely so far. So your, your so new far. place looks beautiful, by the way. Just gorgeous.
0: Yeah, yeah this, is, this is my mom's little space. Um, I'm home in, for, the, for the holidays for a week. And That's
1: nice. Deirdre so probably is very happy. South. Deirdre's happy to see your boy come back.
0: She was. Yeah. She made a beautiful dinner last night.
1: What's a beautiful dinner at the Wurzburger household consist of?
0: It was um salmon with uh broccoli and, and smashed potatoes, which are really good, and um Brussels sprouts and we had we made cocktails. It was fun. It was really broccoli
1: nice. and Brussels sprouts.
0: Yeah, you know.
1: Double veggies, extra
0: veggies, yeah. That's, that's wow, all that's
1: look at you, very good. Well, we're back in the whole mix of COVID, Tim. It's just depressing. There's been some big news that's dropped. I honestly, in my my soul, I hate talking about it because I'm just sick of it. It's been how many years now of this junk? Two years, going on three of just COVID stupid masks we dealt with right off the bat. Then it turned into like the bubble, the lockdown, the, the quarantines, the, this, the, that, the vaccines, the, this, are we doing, where are we going? How, how many people can we go to dinner with? Can I talk to my friends? Do they, it's just to the point now where I'm just fed up with it. I want it to go away, but it keeps coming back like a bad rash. It's back again. The Omicron variant is just ripping through the world like it's like a hot knife through butter. Everybody's getting it. It's the new cool thing. And the NHL, it's affecting them big time. Teams are, would you have a list of the teams that are postponed? Let, let's, let's just deal with the NHL portion first, and then we'll deal with the Olympic issue later. What teams are officially Postpone until after Christmas, Tim?
0: Um, we've got the Red Wings, which is the newest one, the Bruins, the Predators, the Calgary Flames, the Avalanche, and the Florida Panthers. And that list seems to be growing by the day.
1: So what that means is... They don't play games until after Christmas. They're completely yeah. shut down. Did they give a, a definite time frame as far as the amount of time these players? Like, I know some teams are shut down through December 6th. The Flames are shut down through December 23rd. Is there any rhyme or reason for what's going on here? Or is it just a arbitrary date where the, the commissioner said, all right, there you go. You got a, a week off for Christmas. Good for you. Go enjoy it.
0: It's the 27th, which is the Monday after Christmas. Um, but I think it is a little bit arbitrary. I think that's just saying, hey, we're not playing for, you know, 10 days or so. Let's figure this thing out. And we'll probably push that date back once we have more information. Because right now, like, more and more guys are testing positive. Frank Saravelli just tweeted out four minutes ago, even though the next game isn't scheduled till December 27th, hearing the hashtag Oilers have multiple new COVID-19 positives. So the list is going to keep growing. And uh, I don't know when we're going to start seeing some games again. From those teams, I mean.
1: Yeah, it's we there's there's different routes to go with this. We could go political. Is this even you know the smart thing to do? We could go just common sense. What's happening? Are the players getting really sick? Most of them seem to be asymptomatic when they do get a positive test. None of them are saying they have any symptoms. Um, we could just there's a different routes to go. What did Stevie Y? He had an interesting comment that he made the other day to to the press when he was asked, "Well, what do you think about this new variant? What do you think about the players testing positive?" Because the Detroit Red Wings, you know, like it or not, Stevie Y holds a lot of weight in the NHL. He he, whenever they do the the rankings of the hundred most uh, influential people in the NHL, he has slowly risen up that list to the point now where he's top ten. Like, he he is a big name, a big voice when people look to what should we do. And what was his quote, Tim? Do you have it pulled up there?
0: I do. He said, I know I'm getting political, but at the end of the day, our players are testing positive with very little symptoms, if any symptoms at all. I don't see it as a threat to their health at this point. So I think we need to take a step further and question why we are even testing guys that have no symptoms, which is a good point. I mean, they're the best athletes in the world if they're asymptomatic. <laughs> he's like, why are we, te- why are we testing them? Players ultimately want to play. He con- he's continued. None of the players have come to us and said, Hey, we should shut this down. If they feel that way, they haven't expressed it to us. I think our players have been very positive positive in saying, just tell us what we need to do and we'll do it. And there are cases, you know, examples where some guys are getting tested. Some teams are getting tested three times a day, even though they're asymptomatic. So it's just, it's, it's over the top. It seems like, and I think the NHL doesn't really know how exactly to handle this, in a consistent way.
1: Yeah. And gosh, I tend to agree with Eiserman. It's not the, I think it's the most common sense question. It's like, okay, all the players on his team are vaccinated aside from Tyler Bertuzzi. Why are we still testing them? I don't understand. Okay. Maybe we test them once. Why test them three times a day? It's like, you're jumping through all of these hoops as a player. You're supposed to ease restrictions, but they seem to be getting more restrictive it's like, when, when does all of this end? And I don't think the player's health should come into, you know, a factor here because it seems to affect different people. We talked to George LaRock last year and he's super, super duper healthy and COVID really knocked him on his behind. So different players react to different, you know, variants and this and that. Who knows? I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but what, what's, What's going to happen? What's next? Like, are are we just going to keep down this rabbit hole? If it's not COVID, it's like, well, it's a bad flu season this year. We don't want all the players to get a a sickness, so we're just going to quarantine. I just don't see the end game here. I really don't. This thing isn't going away. COVID is here. It's never going away. Everybody thought when it first came on the scene two years ago, it's like, okay, you know what? We'll quarantine, we'll beat it, and it'll just go away wrong this thing isn't going away it's mutating there's variants we're on number 4 or 5 variant right now it's just going to continue to just do its thing whatever viruses do it's not going away it's i i've read into it a little bit the new variant is more transmissible 70% more transmissible than the delta which is more transmissible than the first SARS one so it's getting easily passed but it's less dangerous. You know, the the side effects are getting more manageable. It's more congestion, it's it's more, you know, throat issues. It doesn't go into the lungs like the previous variants did, so it's less lethal, but it's way more transmissible. So what what do we do? Masks maybe they'd work, maybe they don't. The the vaccine seems to be working. It lessens the severity of it, but you still get it if you're vaccinated. So what's DBY saying? It's like, okay. It's slowly becoming more manageable. Why test these guys? If they get it, they get it. You know, Then we just put them away and they're back to, to life in a week. At some point, you have to just say, let's just play hockey. Like, If, if you want to get vaccinated, good, you're protected, you're not going to die. Let's just move on. Let's live life. That's just the way I look at
0: it. I don't know. I don't want to say don't play hockey. I don't want to say, like, shut it down until we figure some things out. But then you also have the whole introduction of the Olympics coming up. And how exactly is that going to shake out? Because we've seen some rumors happen over the weekend. No official announcement yet. But if players, if NHL players don't go to the Olympics, what does that even look like? And and how how is that going to play out? Because the biggest thing is not that people are worried that these, this, these people, the players, they're not worried about getting sick or getting COVID. It's that if they test positive, then they're stuck in China. And that's the thing that they're trying to avoid, where they can't leave their room for who knows how long, could be weeks, that no one, even not NHL players, won't want to take that risk, right?
1: Yeah, not their room. They go to a special location where they're in (laughs) quarantine isolation. And listen, I am... I am not trusting anybody in China to put me in a special room so I can quarantine where they're going to treat me nice. So maybe I'm just old fashioned. It scares me a little bit. So I don't trust China as far as I can throw them. And I can't throw them very far because it's a country, Tim. So where it stands now from reliable sources, sources, Pierre LeBron, Elliot Friedman, Frank Cervalli, I think he maybe Frank didn't say anything, but they said the NHL is not going. The NHL and NHLPA released a statement saying, okay, we're monitoring this. We're going to release our decision soon. But reading the writing on the wall, they're not going. They've already pulled Spengler the team spangler from the spangler cup so they're not going so it looks like the plan ahead is no nhl players and canada will be represented by the spangler cup team that was going to play in the spangler cup for 2021 so that team consists of just it's just a bunch of ex-nhlers that couldn't make it this year in the nhl uh, guys like uh, jordan wheel Tambellini, ryan spooner eric fair that guy's still kicking around. Eric O'Dell. The defense has some name: Jason Demers, Chad Genoway, guys like that who have played in the NHL, but you know maybe couldn't cut it this year. The goaltenders are uh, Ed Pasquale, who I played with, and uh, Justin Poggi. So guys who have been around mostly in the KHL, a couple you know in the where the DEL, the but mostly the K, the SHL, the Swedish Hockey League. So they're over in Europe. They will comprise Team Canada much like they did four years ago. Maybe you'll sprinkle in some guys from the NCAA. I don't think so. But at this point, it begs the question: It's like, okay, the NHL isn't going because they're nervous. Do you think these guys are going to want to go to to China and play in the Olympics and risk, you know, being in quarantine for three to five weeks? Why are they so expendable? Whether you can just be like, oh yeah, you know what, you're not in the NHL, but you go, you go, Ryan Spooner go do your thing. And then if you get COVID tough, like, well, I, I just don't know what's good. There's a whole lot of underlying factors here and it, it's just tricky to work around. If the Olympics were in North America, this wouldn't even be an issue. The fact that they're in China, there's a whole bunch of unknown factors. China is obviously secretive. It's scary over there. I know I keep throwing that around, but it is, it is what it is. You got to, you know, call a spade a spade. So, should they even send a team at the end of the day, Tim? Honestly.
0: Well, if, if it's not just like, okay, if the NHL backs out of the Olympics, which it sounds like it's going to, and some reports are saying they already have, if that happened, that doesn't mean that like, oh, the NHL players can go. It's like any any player signed with an NHL team to any capacity, right? That means yeah. draft picks in the NCAA. That means yeah. all minor league teams. It's not just like NHL roster, right? But then you get to what who exactly does go. And obviously these guys you just listed off, they're good hockey players, but – no one's gonna watch that if they go, and and a lot of those guys probably end up not wanting to go either. So the product's just gonna get worse and worse. And I'm sure that Canada, U.S., all these teams can come up with like 25 players who who would say, you know what, yeah, I'll go. Who cares? I'll screw it. Yeah, I'll do that. I'm fine. And and so they'll they'll wear, but the Olympics, no one's gonna watch it. Um, no one's going to care no one's going to remember it and yeah they come you're going to hear some some horror stories of guys that that test positive that have to go through whatever this special location is Uh, um i can't imagine many things worse than whatever that's going to be so yeah i don't know it's just it's it's going to be ugly
1: especially this day and age with the way social media is you know. The players are gonna go over there, they're gonna be live streaming, they're gonna be on TikTok, they're gonna be on all those different sites, and they're gonna be crossing the border. And it's like they're gonna be documenting every single second of their experience. The last Olympics, the summer ones, where, where was that held? I can't remember, but all the players were just documenting. Oh, it was in Russia, right? With the with cardboard beds, and well, I can't remember where it was, but they it was just all over the internet. I can't imagine how it's gonna be when they step into China now. Maybe they can block it so you you can't get that stuff out. I don't know how the internet works, but everything is going to be highlighted. It's going to be amplified. It's going to be bad. It's going to be very bad.
0: Okay. What um, do you think the players... um... The players that fit this bill, the Ryan Spooners of the world, those, the, the Demers, the guys who don't have NHL contracts, who would be on the high list of, of players to go. Do you think like their agents are telling them don't do it, not worth it? Or do you think their agent's kind of like, hey, what, what advice are they getting right now from different people?
1: Well, it is the Olympics at the end of the day. So I think when it comes down to it, there's always that pride in going to say, listen, I won a gold medal at the Olympics. How cool is that? So I don't think their agents are really all of these guys. Nobody wants to be playing overseas. All of these guys wishes they were in the NHL. They wish they were in the AHL. None of these guys on the Spangler cup want to be where they are right now. So going to the Olympics is just kind of a bonus for them. If they can go because the chance would never have arisen. If if the, this COVID variant had, had never sprung up. So if I'm sitting there and I know, Jason Damaris. He was on the show, friend of the show. I'm excited. I get to go to the Olympics. I get to throw the Canadian Jersey on. I get to go play for a gold medal. One, I have no business playing for, but it would be fun. Regardless of getting COVID, regardless of quarantine, you're not going to go and you're not going to, it's not like a death camp at Auschwitz. You're going to be put in quarantine. It might not be convenient, but you're still getting a chance to play for gold for your country On the biggest stage, like it is the biggest stage. Will I watch? No, not a chance. Will that apply to millions of people? Not, you know, turning it off because it doesn't matter. Yes, but there will be still a large audience. And I think all of these guys will go. And I bet you, if you would have pulled a bunch of NHL players, if they had the opportunity to go, a lot of them would go. But if you were to ask guys like a Johnny Taves or Sidney Crosby or guys who have been a few times and have already won the gold medal, would they go? They'd probably say no. I've had that experience. I've been to Vancouver. I've been to Sochi. I've checked that box. So it is what it is. It's still the Olympics. It's still a prime time event. It's just too bad. And then it begs the question, and and I've been reading this throughout this, you know, debate whether players should go because of this and that. Should we just stop sending NHL players altogether? Should we make it? a purely amateur tournament like they did before they started letting NHL players in, in 1998, I believe was the first time they allowed NHL players to participate in Nagano. Was it, I can't remember the exact city, but should we go back to just having amateurs compete like every other sport in the Olympics does? You can't be a professional figure skater. You can't be a professional bobsledder. You can't be making money before you go to Olympics. That's the way it is in the summer Olympics. Should we do that with the, nhl players now or is that just crazy because they've let the nba players in for the summer olympics they've made that little caveat i I don't know i'm just being maybe a traditionalist i i I don't care i think it's nice to have the nhl players there but what do you think should we just be done with the nhl players and this is a moot point
0: honestly i don't really have strong feelings about this topic like it's cool to watch the nhl players if they're not there, I'm not devastated. Like, it's it's not one of those things I look forward to. It's fun to think about the rosters, and it's fun to watch those, like, those gold medal games and stuff like that, the highlights. But I'm not glued to the TV during that tournament. You know what I mean? I'm not catching every Team USA game. And if it's a chance for the other players to go and have some cool stories, like, you know, you know overcoming whatever, then fine. And, um, you know, like a team of college Americans or Canadians beating, like, professionals from the KHL and Russian teams, like, that's a cool thing that I'll, that I'll enjoy watching, but I'm still not glued to the TV for it. So I know it's a lame answer. I don't really feel too strongly about it, but I wonder like if, if this, like you said, does kind of spark some larger debate and whether they even consider sending these guys to these tournaments in the future, but I think ultimately they will, just because the players want to go in normal situations. We've heard it in the past, like, oh, that's gonna Ovechkin being the loudest one, like, he's like, I don't care what you do to me, suspend me, whatever, I'm going to play every chance I get to play for Russia. And I think other guys will probably be in a similar boat. Um, so I don't, think, I don't think we ever see the, them not allowing uh, NHL athletes to go unless, I don't know, I, I think it'll just continue to happen.
1: Yeah, I I just I like the NHL players. I think it adds a completely different layer. I think when when do you get a chance to have the best versus the best in in hockey? I think it's pretty cool to have you know national pride. I hope they don't get rid of it. I, I could see an argument for both cases, but I love seeing Team Canada versus Russia or USA and just seeing like the two top dogs going at it with all the best players. It's fun. It's not fun in basketball because team USA just goes and absolutely works everybody. so maybe in some sports it's not as fun, but gosh, I, I, I certainly love a Sweden versus Finland rivalry. I'm glued to the TV if I can. I don't have a TV nowadays. It's a lifestyle choice. but it's um if I did, I, I certainly love watching a team Canada just thump a team Latvia, but getting to see a guy like Zygmunt Gergesen buzz around out there, or if they play in Norway or Denmark and you got a Matt Zuccarello, and you're like, man, that guy's good. I wonder if he ever is going to make the NHL. Then you see him eight years later playing really great in the NHL. So I hope they don't get rid of it, but gosh, the money's there. That That's the benefit. They need the NHL. We talked about it last episode. In order for it to be a successful Winter Olympics, for people to even care, the NHL players bring that. They bring that marketability, they bring that cachet, and money talks, baby, at the end of the day. And uh, I, I don't see them ever going back to just throwing amateurs in there and be like, oh, Mike Johnson from the University of Minnesota really putting on a good effort. It's like, no one cares who you are, Mike Johnson. Nobody cares. We want to see TJ OC up the shootout, or all the other USA superstars and Austin Matthews going bar down. So hopefully he never goes away.
0: Isn't it crazy that Connor McDavid has never played for Team Canada? He never played in the Olympics, in the he Olympics, in the, in, in the World Championship, but in the Juniors, obviously. But yeah, he he it's wants not to that go crazy so because
1: they didn't go to the last Olympics and they're not going to this one. He almost it is crazy though. Did they? He almost make the team like eight years ago when they went like there was discussions should they include him on the team but yeah I it was probably that. a good decision canada's just so darn deep I mean, he would have made team china i think
0: <laughs> he would have made every team
1: including you know Canada. who's like in this team china's like in this They're like maybe we might have a chance to not get <laughs> blown out of chance. the water go covid we might
0: have a chance. okay <laughs> but okay but there's a team of of ryan spooners they still wipe the floor with china or what or the, not wipe what do you the think? floor
1: there's are still double digits winning, but you know they're not approaching triple digits. I think the over <laughs> under there is ten because what did we put the other over under at?
0: Like, we, said, we said like twelve.
1: Well, then we should have said that thirty. I, I think the over under maybe goes down to seven or six, and I think Canada still crushes them. You you have to. Canada could send their f's. Canada could send me and my men's team, and I'm I'm very very strongly. I think I would just wipe the floor with team China. <laughs> I honestly do. And maybe oh. that's just me, me thinking I'm better than I am, but you take men, me and my men's league jolly pumpkin. We are on a winning streak by the way. So we got good mojo going. You nationalize all the Americans and make them Canadians. We have a couple guys that are in the fifties. That's fine. You put us in the Olympics and slap a Jersey on us. We beat team China in eight out of 10 hockey games.
0: Who's who's the one guy that you know you're gonna not gonna let play though? Who's who's getting cut from on my team? Yeah,
1: that's a tough question, but there's gonna be some tough decisions. Oh golly, then they all listen to the podcast too. We have a couple <laughs> guys who are older. Tony, he brings a lot of energy. His pivoting is not great front to back, but he brings a lot of energy. Um, we have some younger guys who maybe think they're better than they are. Brian Kelly, BK, thinks he's a pretty big staple on our team. There could be some tough decisions that, that you know have to be made. But I want to make that decision. I think I think on the back end we'd have to cut one guy. We have five very solid defensemen, but I Can't think Cam, I, I think Cam is the one who's gonna be left behind. I don't know his last name and his name might be Chad but he's the one i i call i call him chad but his name is cam or i call him cam and his name is chad I'm bad with first names are you looking up his name online right now tim cuz i don't think you're going to find no. it <laughs> but that being said if jolly pumpkin does go to the olympics we're not going to go out of there without getting a win thank you team china hey okay, call me crazy but i just think i just think that's how it would go down all right let's let's move on to some nhl news just briefly Penguins can't stop losing or winning. They've won seven in a row hottest team, in the NHL, the national predators are right behind them. It's very exciting. Is there, when we saw it last year, is, is this going to create problems for teams right now that are having to take a break, the teams that are having to sit out for two weeks, because they're going to have a condensed schedule. They're going to have to do a ton of makeup games, going to be traveling all over the country to try to fit these games in. It's such a disadvantage for these teams. Do you see that playing a factor for a team like the Calgary Flames who are fighting tooth and nail for a playoff position, other teams like that?
0: Well, I mean, okay, the Pittsburgh Penguins, for example, my first thought is like, oh, this helps them because they hopefully get a healthy Malkin back. They got a couple of lingering injuries. On the flip side, though, they are an older team where it might be harder for them to get back into the groove than a younger team. Um, Same with the Capitals, you know, who we like to dump on. And I, I would imagine, you tell me if I'm wrong, but wouldn't it be... Doesn't this break a break like this for two weeks? Do the young guys bounce back quicker and get into into this game mode faster than the older teams?
1: Yeah, you would think so, but uh, I honestly don't know. I would rather be if I was a player have a consistent schedule and not have any big breaks. I think it's tougher yeah. to, especially if they're going to have their holiday holiday break on top of this. The the tricky thing is, it's like okay, we're we're not going to the Olympics. All of these NHL teams, their rinks have planned for an Olympic break. So they've scheduled concerts, they've scheduled events at their arena. So it's not like you can just be like, okay, you know what, scratch that. We're going to revise the schedule and we're going to fit all these games in this two-week break. There's a lot of nuances that go into it that people maybe don't think about where you can't just like, okay, green light, season's back on, let's fit all these games in. So. We will see how this affects the scheduling. I know they will play games during the Olympic break now, but there's a lot of things that, that go into this. The players, you know, it's in their contract. They get a break. They, they're either supposed to have an all-star break, an Olympic break. Each team gets a one-week break now with the new CBA. So we'll see how that shakes out. But as a veteran, you don't want these long breaks maybe a couple days here and there, but it ruins your mojo, it ruins your continuity. You need to keep, you know, the good feelings going. And especially for even a young player, you don't want to take big breaks. Yes. You can maybe bounce back quicker, but you know, it's such a mental thing at this point. If, if I'm the Pittsburgh Penguins, if I'm the Nashville predators, I don't want to have a big break. It ruins what I have going, the Toronto Maple Leafs. If I'm the Montreal Canadians, I want the season to end right now. Just, you know, punt and call it a day and start next season. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, some more hockey news. See the Tanner Kirill hit, former Michigan Tech Husky, very scary hit. He got blindsided by by Tim Connolly from the Chicago Blackhawks. Ton- Brett Connolly. Brett Connolly, excuse me. Connolly gets four games, very scary hit. <clears throat> Is four games enough?
0: I mean, I think it, the reason it wasn't more because he's not a dirty player. He's not a repeat offender. It's not. It's not a character for him. I don't know what he saw in that moment that made him go forward with that hit. I think maybe he didn't realize the puck was up high, or, or he thought that Juro was going to play it. But yeah, really scary. Um, you saw Pavelski get emotional in the presser after the game too.
1: Yeah, the same thing happened to Pabs in the playoffs in 2019. So he he definitely knows from experience. It's very scary. You know, prayers for Tanner Carroll. He, I know his dad. I know him. I've met them both. So it's just uh, a dirty hit. Dirty, dirty hit. Thought he should have got more. It's just a completely defenseless player. Nothing like the Jujar Kahara hit. The Michigan Tech alums are just getting lit up because Kahara is a Michigan Tech alum as well. So I don't know. Maybe, yeah, I don't know what's going on there. But um, I think he should have got 7 to 10, my personal thought. Like, it's just no business hitting that guy. No business at all. Like, especially the way he hit him. He He did kind of glide into him, but, boy, he just – he really did a number on that guy. So bad hit. Um uh, moving on. Anything other, any other issues? I don't know. I, I think we just wrap it up.
0: I want to give we... one quick one quick shout-out though to Vegas, Golden Knights. Five games in a row. They're now top of the Pacific Division after we were not too long ago, they were out of a playoff spot. Um, which is cool. So yeah, they've been playing really well. Robin Later had kind of an emotional game on Long Island on Sunday. Um, and they had a comeback win. They won in the shootout against the Islanders. This is the team that we thought was going to be here, and now they're here. And I wonder now if, like, do you th- – I mean, they're technically they're tied with Anaheim, 40 points. But do you think that Anaheim – do you think they get back in first place again this year in their division?
1: Absolutely. I-, I said it last week. I don't think Anaheim is real. I think when you're looking at teams that are a lock for playoffs in this division, you got to say Vegas. And that's it. Like, really, Calgary, I think, would be the next team who I would say, okay, walk them in for a, a playoff spot. Anaheim, question marks. Edmonton, question marks. But the great thing about this division is who's going to overtake them? L.A. had a nice win last night. They came back and beat Washington. Th- who's going to overtake these teams? Does San Jose all of a sudden get hot? There's Van- the Vancouver Canucks. There's a team that's the only team that's really playing consistently good other than Vegas in that division. So, I don't know. I- I'm surprised you bring that up. Because Vegas cost you your points bet win. I was going to gloss over that. They beat the New York Rangers, who you were all in on. I told you, Panarin's not playing. But you still still rode with them, and they lost. People are just losing their 401k left and right here, Tim. Yeah,
0: that's not my fault, though. It's not my fault. It's It's not. not. All right.
1: Well, we're going to wrap up the show, so we got to squeeze in our ads here. Um, DoorDash, promo codes GlovesDDUS if you're in the USA, and GlovesDD if you're in Canada. Use them. They're great. Uh, Food is nice. Apparently, you need food to survive and water. So order some food and get a bottle of water, and you will not die. That's my um, pitch. If you do not want to die, use DoorDash. They will keep you alive with sustenance. And you can save money by using our promo code GlovesDDUS if you're in the USA, GlovesDD if you're in Canada, and it will help you to survive and not die because we all want to survive and food helps us live and you can get food from DoorDash. That's the best ad I think I've ever given.
0: Yeah, if you don't want to die, use DoorDash.
1: What's a better slogan? I think everybody wants to live, hopefully. But, uh, all right, do your points, bet out, and let's get out of here.
0: Yeah, the game tonight, I'm um, looking at Minnesota versus Dallas, in in-division game. Minnesota, for some reason, I, maybe you can shed some light on this. They are the underdogs in this game. Um, I don't know why. They have a better record in the last 10 games. They, I think they're healthy, right? So, I'm going to go with Minnesota plus 100, so basically even over um, over Dallas – and yeah, about an easy one. Just get back on the winning streak and uh, turn things around here for the guys.
1: Bet the whole house on that. I don't know. Check to see if anybody's on COVID protocol. But if that's the case, you bet that you bet everything on Minnesota. They're my Stanley Cup champions now, which is the kiss of death. So now they will go on a ten-game losing streak. And I am sorry, Minnesota, because I should never have said that. But anyways, anybody, are we going to record again this week, Tim? It's Christmas week.
0: We gotta get at least one more in, right? It's not about us, it's for the fans. So
1: that's where you're wrong. It is about us. Um, yes, maybe one more, and then we'll call it for Christmas because it is a special time of year. You should be getting prepared for Christmas. So, all right. I hope everybody had a better weekend than Tim did. Well, poor Tim bartford on the highway. Never a good luck. <laughs> Never a good <laughs> uh, Maybe you feel young. All right, everybody. Well, we will talk to you again this week, apparently, and uh have a good one. Cheers. <laughs>